Good afternoon. Today is some uh, Sunday, September 18th, and you're listening to Sales 60 Live. Uh, today's topic is going to be the B2B sales system review. Step two, discovering the internal structure. Let's go ahead and get started. Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to Sales 60 Live. With your host, John Etter. 60 Minutes of Sales Talk starts right now. All right. I want to remind everybody to follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Subscribe to my channel on Mixler.com. That's M-I-X-L-R.com. I'm available on SoundCloud and iTunes. Download this episode on your smartphone through the podcast uh, through your podcast app on Windows phones. It's built-in podcast uh, uh iPhones have the podcast app built in and uh, Android phones. You have to download an app, a uh, third party app. I recommend Pocket Cast. It seems to have the best reviews. Share this channel with your family, friends, colleagues, um, whoever. And if you'd like to suggest a topic for upcoming episodes, email me at sales60live at gmail.com. That's sales60live at gmail.com. Um, Enough shame, shameless plugging there. Oh, uh, again, on my Facebook every day, I have a morning quote. Um, available for you to go. It comes on at 8 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. So when you're starting your work day, just jump on there and um, see the morning quote for the day and also follow me on Facebook there. Uh, the morning quote for today was, let's see. Do not let what you can't uh, cannot do interfere with what you can do. That's, uh, again, a really powerful quote, especially for me. I... There's a, a do not let what you cannot do interfere with what you can do. That's yeah, <laughs> kind of something to meditate on for the day. Um, there's a lot of useless uh, or useless useful <laughs> articles that I have available on my Facebook. Um, anything I source and share, uh, anything I source, I share on my Facebook. And a lot of the tools that I use in business and my employees use on on. Uh, are available on Facebook as well, on my Facebook as well. So last episode, we started uh, with the B2B sales system review. Um, if you listen to episode three and four, we covered the B2B business-to-business uh, -business sales system, um, basically my steps and how I like to sell business-to-business. Uh, business um, and we're going over each step a little bit more in depth because each step really deserves its own segment you know I, I had it broken down into two parts last time but this time we're gonna we're breaking down each step so if you um so last episode we uh let me see here we went over some steps that um i do personally before i call a business last or i'm sorry last week was about the introduction uh, we went over some steps that I do before I even call a business, before I introduce myself, some little tips and tricks that I, that I have, and then some things that we do during the verbal introduction, some points and hits, things like that. So if you didn't listen to last week's episode, definitely check that out. It's a really good episode, and uh, there's a lot of good information there. Uh, this is episode 20. I've, been, I've done 19 other ones of these, and I've learned a lot of really good things, audio, mastering and, and whatnot i'm still learning but uh we this is 20 episodes we've we, i've had a lot of really really good episodes a lot of really good information in the past um i've uh, been doing this since i think it was may 8th was my first episode so doing it now for a few months um 
some of my favorite shows or some of my favorite episodes were uh, managing millennials, how to attract quality salespeople, uh, handling customer expectations, and the three salespeople that uh, or the three skills salespeople must master. So if you haven't checked those out, again, check those out. Check those out. So uh, done with shameless plug in here. Uh, let's get into today's topic. Episode, like I said, episode three and four were about the sales system and uh, the B2B sales system. And if you don't recall the steps, they were introduction, discover, uh, discover the internal structure, qualify for the business, position the product or service, and then ask for the sale. Uh, if you want an overview of these, like I said, download episode three and four. Um, and um, over the next few weeks, I'm going to be talking about all the steps. To, uh, last week, we did introduction. Today, we're going to be doing discovering um, the internal structure. So first of all, what does it mean to discover the internal structure? What do, what do I mean when I say discover the internal structure? Uh, when I say structure, I'm referring to the hierarchy uh, tree of individuals that make up the business. Okay, So everything from the entry level associate to the CEO or the owner and everything in between. A salesperson is, um, as a salesperson is often uh, very helpful to identify as many people within the organization as possible. Some industries require you to do so faster than others, but you know, today um, we're going to talk about the long sales process and you can condense it down um, as you see fit. And that has to do that. I want to touch on that my my b2b sales system i'm gonna when i go through it i give a lot of information there's a lot to think about and a lot of steps all of these things can be condensed down into finer points you know sometimes based on your industry you don't have the time to use in, investigate every person that's in the company you don't have the time to position the product and and, and uh, as long as it it should take, um, or you don't have time to do a well thought out introduction. Uh, you, it's a turn and burn kind of thing. It, depending on your industry, you're going to put different priority levels on each one of these steps. So maybe the most important thing for you and your business is the to get to the product and uh, positioning the product piece. Maybe the most important thing is for you to differentiate yourself so you have to focus on the introduction and discovering the internal structure. It, it really depends on your industry and it depends on your sales uh, acumen um, if how, how you're gonna take these steps and make them your own because I definitely encourage you to make them your own. When I go through this, I just break it down as, as detailed as possible and you pick and choose what you want to take from it. Um, in my opinion, a good salesperson is going to take all of these things, and what they're going to do is narrow is bring it to a point. You know, bring it to the finer points. Um, I've gotten better as a salesperson by taking other people's sales methods and and uh, learning from learning from other people, um, better sales uh, professionals than myself, and figuring out what they're doing, and then just trying to m maximize the results by minim and minimizing the effort. You know, So maybe taking a, a, a one-hour conversation and making it a five-minute conversation and still get as, just as much information and still have it be just as valuable as that one-hour conversation. So you know, keep in mind, <clears throat> I'm going through the details and the broad strokes of this, and please, please you know, always try to con condense it down to its finest point. So, um, 
Let's talk about the hierarchy, the different levels of hierarchy within a company. I usually try to break it down into about five different levels. There's the non-administrative employees, and we'll talk about each level individually. The uh, entry-level employees, the executive employees, then you have management, and lastly, upper management level. <clears throat> So let's start. Let's talk about the the, the lowest level um, in the hierarchy is uh, the non-administrative uh, employees. So those are things. Those are employees like helpers, cleaners, securities, uh, security uh, trainee trainees, things like that. Um, they shouldn't be answering the phones, or they sh uh, they you or I'm not, I don't want to say they shouldn't be. They're usually not answering the phones, or you you'll usually you'll usually have limited engagement with them. Now. You know, as anybody knows, you know, if you, you know, sometimes if you want to get into a sports game, you talk to the security guard, he'll hook you up, get you into the back, things like that. So it's it's always good to know everyone from the, like I said, the entry level all the way to the uh, CEO, because you don't know what, what value somebody's going to have. And, um, and everybody's a person and everybody's valuable to the company or else they wouldn't that that position wouldn't be there. So I'd say, you know, know everybody, but we're going to we're going to skip that level of, of employee and, and really go to the next one. And that's the entry level employees. <clears throat> These are people like your uh, clerks, your cashiers, your assistants, your associates or secretary or secretaries. Uh, they are often what I what we like to call the gatekeepers and marketing it's called it's a marketing term called gatekeeper and uh, they're the gatekeepers to the higher level um, higher level employees a gatekeeper is a person standing in between you and the decision maker okay so anybody or any door or anybody that has a key to between you and the decision maker and you've had and you've talked to those you know you say you know who's the person in charge of ordering they say oh that's the inventory manager it's like okay can i talk to them what is it regarding and it, it it's it becomes a back and forth and a dialogue that you have to have with this individual because they you, you don't have that person's contact information you can't call that person up so you have to go through you know this gatekeeper in order to uh to to make your sale so with the gatekeepers you have one of two objectives um, whenever you whenever you engage and you battle with them in a saturated business like um, if you're selling merchant processing or office supplies where everybody does it uh, the gatekeepers usually fielding a ton of calls from your industry um, in that in that instance your job is to differentiate yourselves from the competition so you have this person calling about merchant processing, that person, this person, that person. And, you know, everybody's calling. You, It's your job to make sure that your call sounds different. And if you don't, then the gatekeeper is going to basically put you through the... Um, uh, what, what, am I, what am I trying to say here? They, they're trying to... They will just put you through the normal paces that everybody else goes through. And I like to you know tell my salespeople you know when when you call and you speak to a gatekeeper in a saturated market you know they are just as good at saying no as you are as convincing them you know they're they're selling you that no just they're they're just as good as selling you that no because they they practice all the time you know they have tons of you guys calling in and, and saying 
hey, will you want to buy this? Or, hey, I want to talk to you about this. And they're, like I said, they're, they've had more practice than you think. Let's put it that way. Uh, and you, you have to, you have to really truly be different. You can't just say something slightly different or, um, talk with a little bit more enthusiasm because I promise you, you know, the, the guy before you thought the same thing. It's, uh, you have to really, really, really strive to be a different, uh, sales call than the last in order to, to, uh, get through that gatekeeper, either befriend that gatekeeper or get through that gatekeeper. So, um, the, if you are providing a relatively unique service or product, then you have to give the gatekeeper enough information to actually get to the decision maker. So it's important not to give the gatekeeper too much information, you know, because there are times where the gatekeeper will feel confident enough to be the middleman. And you don't necessarily want this all the time when uh, the when the gatekeeper is going to pitch the ideal the idea um, with the w- with not as much zeal as that you're going to you're going to try to attack the sale because you're the salesperson you're the trained sales professional you're the one that's excited about the product the gatekeeper's just hearing about it for the first time and um, I mean think think about it like how many times have you called and you say hey I want to sell you X Y Z or I want to talk to the decision maker on X Y Z and they'll say hey you you'll hear them kind of hold the phone and say hey this guy wants to talk to you about this. You know, they, it's it's not with the same enthusiasm as as what you would say it with. They you would say, "Hey, I want to talk to you." Blah blah. blah. It, it's just, you know, you're you're already losing the sale, if you will, uh, because the gatekeeper is not pitching it in the way that you need them to pitch it um, to the what's a, uh, to the decision maker. So, with that, you have to do you have to give as much information and and don't and don't necessarily wait for them to ask for the information um you know kind of take a general average of information between all the different gatekeepers you've talked to because um you don't want to make it seem like they're trying to pry it out of you because that makes for a negative experience for the gatekeeper you want the gatekeeper to be happy you want it to be want them to be uh have a positive reflection on your business you want them to feel good about uh your about getting the decision getting you to the decision maker um so yeah <laughs> so the next level of employee is the executive employees these are your assistant managers your leads your overseers your minor uh minor department managers like your inventory managers and i don't want to say an inventory is a small department or small job um i just mean that usually it's not it's not necessarily the uh the the main roles of the upper level management or, or higher in management. So these are uh, usually a second layer of gatekeepers, depending on the size of the business, you know, and keep in mind, if you're working with a small business, you may have one employee that does five, four or five different roles. Um, so again, discovering the internal structure is really good to know the who does what and what who's in charge of what. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. But I usually try to give these gatekeepers a little bit more information, um, and it's it's because um, they have kind of a 
overseeing kind of view of things. They usually touch in multiple areas or interact with multiple departments and can give me a, um, a better overview of uh, how to position a product in the future. Or they are close enough to upper level management where they uh, management and upper level management where I can get the names, um, uh, the duties and the uh, schedule the co- or in contact information for those guys, as well as I can get everybody that's beneath them as well. So I, I know who, who I need to talk to. But um, uh, one one tactic that I try to employ with this level of employees, like the quarterback method, that's basically it's kind of it's kind of tricky here. It's it's basically um, if the uh, if the executive is showing enthusiasm for my product or service, I'll sometimes uh, say, or I'll sometimes basically train the executive or the employee in my product or service pretty thoroughly. Make sure that they know what's going on, what I'm selling, why I'm selling it, blah, blah, blah. Um, The, I'll, I'll like, quiz them in kind of a roundabout way it is this sounds really bad but you know i i want to want to make sure that they are going to be able to position the product as well as i can and i'll ask them to pitch it to the decision maker so you know if i'm if i'm talking to them and i say, and they start saying things like wow that's awesome this it sounds like a really good thing blah 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 and they seem really excited about it i'll say well i'm glad that you you know believe in my product uh, can I ask you to speak with the decision maker first to kind of gauge their interest? There, there's that method. It's very risky. You know, it can be very risky uh, doing that. So you have to, as a salesperson, you have to feel confident in this person that they're going to pitch, you know, your product as good as you can. Um, but it's good because it, uh, well, first of all, sometimes they actually have the ability to make the decisions. Um other times they can give you a warm introduction to the decision maker, you know, because they believe in the product or they believe in the service or uh, they believe in you as a salesperson. <clears throat> so it's um, it's uh, the the quarterback method, you know, usually works for me when I when I decide to employ it. Um, there's there's been times where you have an executive employee that's looking to uh, get into management. And they're looking for little small tasks or projects or something that they can kind of make their own to prove to management that they belong. Excuse me, to prove to uh, the ownership or upper level management that they deserve to be in that management field. So, you know, I'll I'll explore those possibilities as well and say uh, I know this is not your. I know you're not authorized to make this decision, but maybe ask. Can you be authorized to make the decision? Um, you know, is is the least amount of people that you have to convince the better, of course. So if you've already sold this person, they already believe in the product. Maybe it's good sometimes, or so, sometimes it is good to uh, <clears throat> ask them for permission to make the decision on it. Um, that's a that's a lot easier to sell because now they want something from their their management and they're not asking for the product necessarily they're asking for the permission to make the decision so you know there's different ways to to uh attack this level of um of employee the 
the um, the other the well, going back to the other part of it is if they need to introduce you to the decision makers. I like to always try to get an introduction to the decision makers. I don't like it to be, can I get the decision makers' phone number? I'll call them. I like it to be, if that's the case, I'll say, can you text them and let them know that I'm going to call? Or can you call them and let them know I'm going to call? Um, just because I want I want it to be, I want the decision maker to kind of know who I am and what the reason is for my uh, call or visit or uh, contact in any way before I actually do it. I uh, It makes for a warmer conversation. It makes easier. Uh, the decision maker understands the situation that they're entering. It's not, they don't feel blindsided. It, it's, uh, it leads to more one call closes or one more one visit closes when that's the case. So um, when I, it's, it, so for me, it's very important for me that I train the uh, gatekeeper, the final gatekeeper to, to give me the best introduction to the decision maker. And what I mean by that is, again, going back to that example where you're saying, hey, my name is John. I'm with XYZ Company. I want to talk to you about XYZ. And they say, uh, hold on. The, hey, this guy on the phone wants to talk to you about something XYZ. You know, it, it, it's, that's not the best introduction, right? So you want to, to build up enough enthusiasm in the gatekeeper to get a nice, warm um quality introduction and i i try to um tells my i tell my salespeople to make sure that person's going to introduce you like they are introducing you to your dream date all right so let's say your dream date is scarlett johansson you do, you want to go out with her and you're telling somebody to introduce you to scarlett johansson how are you going to um, how do you want that introduction to be? Hey, there's this guy that wants to talk to you. No, you want you want it to be. Hey, this is really cool friend of mine, and he's you know the best, and he really wants to. He's been a fan of your movies, and he wants to meet you. You know, you want a really solid quality introduction to the uh, to the decision maker. So not only are you giving them information based on the product and the services that you're uh, you're giving them, but you're having to coach them to the. Um, to the introduction if it's going to be passed off to a decision maker. So the next level is going to be um, the management level. Now, these are your regional directors, your general managers, your store managers, your regular managers. Um, some officers are, are going to be into this category. These are going to be usually your decision makers. Now, keep in mind, you may have somebody in management, executive management, and employee that all are the same person. You know that uh, they they wear different hats within the company depending on the size of the company. So, you know, just just keep that in mind. Um, like I said, these are usually your decision makers. I like to keep the information with them short and decisive. Um, make sure that they're. If if I've convinced everybody else, uh, all the all the gatekeepers, and I've got them excited about it, then the management, especially if there's a vetting process that that the management has already put in place through the gatekeepers, and they've and I've kind of gone through the steps there. Um, once it, it's kind of like when you go on a job interview, if you have if it's a three interview process, and you interview with the 
the assistant manager, then the manager. And by the time you get to the GM, you've pretty much got the job. You know, with the management, it's kind of like the same way. If I've gone through a couple different steps in the vetting process, I've pretty much got the job. Um, the uh, the uh, so at at that point, now I'm just kind of going over details, um, short information, and I want to keep it as um, decisive as possible. The um, I'll I'll uh. Based on sometimes management is very unavailable for for uh, ongoing conversations and ongoing talks. So based on their availability, I'll ask for permission to work with um, work out the details or work on going business with lower hierarchy employees, you know, such as the executives, because, I've, again, I've already convinced them. So there's no reason for me to. I, I just need the the signature, the the okay from the management level. I don't need a uh, ongoing support from them uh, necessarily. So I'll ask for permission to work with them. And again, it empowers the executive employees. And if I can get that permission from them uh, for the executive employees, everybody likes to move up and everybody likes to get more responsibility and feel more valuable to the company. So if I can do that and uh, build more value around, you know, a person of contact that has. Uh, a high level of enthusiasm for my product or service, then I definitely want to do that. So that's a that's you know for management um, for the for the management level of, of things. With upper management, those are your directors, chief officers, presidents, vice presidents, ownership. Um, these are usually the people that sign off on the management decisions. In a in a in a good company, and I'm going to even go as far as saying it, in a good company, you. The upper management makes empowers the management to make the daily decisions and to make these kind of decisions, and then they may just sign off on it and and uh, just kind of oversee it or guide the direction of the company. But the the de- uh, the decisions should be left to the management to decide um, on how things get done. So, like, let's say if I say. I, uh, upper management says we want to start cutting. Uh, we want to start cutting expenses. Then it's up to the management to decide what expenses that they're going to cut and what what air, what opportunities are there to be cut. As far as um, you know, if they're going to pare down on the the number of products they're going to have or the number of services or things like that. So it, it's kind of like along those lines. You know, they they have to be empowered with those kind of decisions. So the upper level management, mainly what I look for for them is kind of just a sign off. Um, I will try to put together something comprehensive. So like uh, some kind of information packet comprehensive, either it's digital, email, um, on on my website uh or even a physical packet so that they can educate themselves at their uh leisure and or if they question management saying hey what is this you know whatnot the management can use it as reference tools because you know they've they've been uh thoroughly uh explained to the information as well so it just sets everybody up for success when you do things like that um so the big question is, why do you want to know? You, you've got all these different employees. Um, you've got all these different employees. You've got all these different positions. You've got all these different hierarchy or all these levels of hierarchy. Why do you want to know all of these different employees? Well, first of all, you never know who exactly you're going to interact with. And I say that 
for the example, like let's say you're doing a cold call. Let's say you've you've got you've got cold call, cold calls, and you wanna. I don't know what you're selling. I should have more examples of this when. Um, but let's just say you're doing cold calls, and the first time you call, you you know they. Becky answered the phone, and Becky's the secretary of the company. And um, you use the discover internal structure to find out Becky and find out that she's the secretary. And you discover the the decision maker um, for your product or service. Uh, their name is Jim, but they're not unavailable at the time. So you make arrangements with Becky to call back tomorrow around the same time. Well, you call back the next day, and Mike picks up the phone. Uh, he's another secretary. He has no clue who you are. He has no clue who uh, you have no clue who he is, which is more important. And uh, you're kind of just restarting from scratch, you know, complete scratch. So let's go back to the call that you had with Becky. Now, if you really use the discover internal structure step and really dive into that, you know, if if Jim, the decision maker is unavailable, you're not going to move on to positioning the product or the next step. So you might as well get as much information as you can under discovering the internal structure. So uh, you're talking to Becky and then you find out, you know, that she only works Mondays and Fridays. And other than that, Mike works the desk. So you're saying, who's Mike? What does he do? You know, and, and you start you start putting these pieces together. So it's very important to know who you who you have the possibility of interacting with you know i'll even come directly out and say it sometimes um where i'll say hey, i'm gonna call back tomorrow is there anybody i can expect to talk to besides yourself and they'll they either say yeah this person picks up the phone there's a number of different ways to get the internal structure um from people and i guess let me see here yeah there <sighs> kind of wanted to talk about the there's yeah there's a number of different ways to to get that the internal sh structure out of people there's number it's um you you don't want it to come off like you're just trying to get a list of names and a list of job titles and you know like you, you don't want to come at to come off like you're building a database right you want to come off you want it to be organic uh who else may so I say, so I'll say, uh, uh, what are you in charge of? You know, if I talk to somebody, hey, my name is Becky. Okay, what are you in charge of? Oh, I'm the secretary here. Okay, very cool. Um, now I'm going to call back tomorrow. Is there anybody else I'm going to be talking to? Yeah, Mike usually handles the uh, desk when I'm not here um, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Okay, uh, what is Mike's position in the company? Because I'm not going to assume that he's the secretary uh, because he hasn't given me that information yet. It's like, oh, he does secretary duties there, but he also does accounting. Oh, okay, so he's your accountant, and you know, it 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 kind of you you kind of build on it. Is anybody else in accounting as well, or is it just Mike that handles both of those responsibilities? Yes, no, maybe so, uh, things like that. So you you kind of get a sense of who everybody is and their importance levels to the company and their hierarchy in the company, and um, and kind of who has the decision maker's ear at some points too because it's um sometimes it's not sometimes you have like uh the owner 
will employ their family, you know, and if their their families and you know close to them, if if you will, then you know maybe uh, or if their if their family's an entry level position, you may want to talk to that person to get a more realistic expectation of you know how to pitch to the to the owner or to the decision maker. I mean, there's there's infinite possibilities of when you start really discovering when you practice this, and I'll tell my my sales reps sometimes. Just call not to make a sale, but practice discovering the internal structure. You know, you don't want to get bad at that um, or get bad at that. You, you don't want to be bad at discovering the internal structure. The better you are with internally discovering the internal structure, the more like connections and pieces that you're going to be able to um, uh, be able to make within the company and the stronger you are going to be at positioning your sales. So let's go back to the conversation or to the example that I, I gave. So the next day when you call and you speak to Mike, when he answers the phone with, you know, the company greeting, you can respond with, hi, is this Mike? And he's going to say, yes, who is this? He says, well, I, oh, I spoke with Becky yesterday and she told me that you would answer the phone when I called. I, I was uh, called back today. I was supposed to call back and ask for Jim today. Is he available? So now you're starting to name drop, right? Now you've got multiple people's names and it doesn't sound like you're, it, it doesn't seem like you're far away. You know, it doesn't seem like you're like this, this, dis, this disconnected voice with, without a body and this robot that's calling to make a sale. You, you sound like somebody that knows the company that's either visited or that has talked to everybody before. And that is, a, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's a little bit more intimate with the company than the last salesperson. So, and you know, again, this is really big when you're getting through the gatekeepers is differentiating yourself between, you know, all the other, uh, competition that's out there. So, um, so that's one reason is you never know who you're going to interact with. So the more people that you can find out, the better. The next person, uh, the next reason is you never know who's in whose network, you know, just because you, um, there, there's a lot of industry crossover, you know, as far as uh, this person came from that company or this person may go to that company or this person's friends with this person's company. There's a lot of crossover in industry. And usually when you get into an industry, you become uh, associated with uh, others in the like industries. So if you're selling an industry specific product or service, it may be good to know more people uh, within the industry so that you can uh, get leads, you can get uh, referrals, you can get, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, so, and, and this is why I say you never know who's in whose network, you know, just because they're an entry level employee at this position doesn't mean that they don't know um, uh, decision makers and others. So I try to impress everybody that I come in contact with as far as, you know, you know, positioning myself as uh, a different positioning myself different than, you know, my co competitors. Um, you know, I've, I've gotten a ton of leads that way. Um, I've given a ton of leads that way because, you know, I'm, I know people across many different industries and it's really good to connect people. I feel like it's really good to connect people. So, you know, when I'm, I may be a decision maker in one industry, 
one of my businesses, but in another, you know, I may not be. So again, you never know who is in whose network. So in impressing everybody throughout is it's really important. Um, give yourself the opportunity to leverage your employee uh, to leverage the employees to create warm introductions. Again, this kind of goes back to what I was saying before, you know, act like they're going to introduce you into your dream date. A cold introduction is when you introduce yourself, usually without a person knowing you're going to contact them. So when you call them over the phone and say, hey, my name is XYZ and I'm calling from XYZ company. You had no clue that I was going to call you and <laughs> the, you you still have no clue why I'm calling you because I've just said a business name in my name. And and it's yeah, it's, it's just a cold introduction. There's there's no point of reference to it whatsoever. But a warm introduction is when a f uh, person's friend or employee or colleague introduces you. This gives you an inherited level of trust greater than that if you greater than that if you had introduced uh, yourself um, through a cold introduction. So you know, think about it. If you you have somebody that if you're at a party and just somebody shows up and says, "Hey, my name is John. I want to come to your party," you're like, "Eh." I guess come in. This is weird, but okay. But if somebody brings a friend and says, "Hey, this is you know John. He's he's my friend. He's he's cool with me," you know, you, it's that person then gets an inherited level of trust. So it it's um they've kind of been vouched for already. So when you're uh when you're going through the internal dis uh discovering the internal structure, it's really important to again make an impression on everybody that you talk to. Because you want that warm introduction, you want that person giving you to the to the decision maker with um, uh, with confidence, and that that they're going to give you a really good introduction to that person. So, it um, another reason why uh, you want to know all the employees or as many employees within a uh, company within. Uh, discovering the internal structure is it allows you to more uh, create a more personal connection with uh, to the company. So this is this is really I'm sorry I'm going to take a drink here I'm, my mouth is getting <laughs> tired. Whew. Um, this is really important nowadays. More more and more companies are becoming less, um, or more companies are getting away from this facelessness of this faceless company they they, they don't want to be faceless companies they want to have faces they want to have personalities they want to have um feelings they want to have uh you know they, they just want to come off as real people and you as a representative of your company that's that's a that's a big thing you you want to come off that uh you, you want to come off not as like a person selling, but a person that cares about the company because, you you know, I believe all sales should come from a, a level of caring. You shouldn't just sell just for the sake of selling, but you should sell because you feel like people need this product or need this service. Um, so when you create a personal connection with the company or when you when you start to know everybody throughout the company, then you can start to create a personal connection with the company and you can kind of attack things from different angles uh, that, you know, your competitors may or may not see. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's that's just one an, another reason why it's uh, it's important to discover the internal structure. Also, lastly, 
it allows you to get different viewpoints from different people within the company, um, making you more effective when you're positioning the product. I can't tell you how many times I've talked to, let's say, an entry-level employee, and I'll say, hey, so what do you think about XYZ, you know, this product that sells? How, how well does this product sell? And they'll give me their point of view, or I'll, say, or I'll ask, um, how, how do you feel, what, what is the most um, uh, important product in your store, or what is the most uh, important uh, service that you guys offer? And they'll, and they'll give me their point of views. And then I'll talk to management uh, or somebody that's more numbers driven and says, and they'll tell me a completely different, completely opposite story. You know, and uh, their their numbers will be, let's say, metrics driven or or numbers driven. Says, yeah, no, ten percent. That only makes up ten percent of our sales. It this this makes up sixty percent. And I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't. This person didn't even tell me about that. D- different people have different point of views, and it's really di- it's really important to get those different point of views so that you can cater your language to the individual that you're talking to. Um, you, you don't know who has what point of view until you start to ask. Maybe all the employees, management, and ownership all have the same point of view. Maybe they have uh, detached point of views. Maybe they have, uh, I mean, you, you've experienced this in your own companies, you know, or, or in your own businesses or anywhere else that you've worked. Um, yeah, it's it's just uh, you, you really want to get uh, everybody's point of view when when you're uh, when you're positioning or when you go to position the product, uh, it just makes you a l- way more effective. So that is basically everything as far as the, the uh, discovering the internal structure. Just asking a bunch of questions and figuring out who does what, uh, when, where, why, how, everything. You know, as much information as you can. Don't never never assume. This is this is a really big point, um, and I can't believe I almost skipped over it. Never assume. It's really uh, never assume and also never uh, belittle. Word choice is very, very important when you're discovering the internal structure. I've heard salespeople to say um, things like, oh, you're just an employee or, oh, you're just a, you're just a customer service person. They'll say just in front of the person's title. Um, I try to elevate people's titles. So if somebody says, "Oh," so and and this and this is really funny because the employee will will offer the same verbiage, but it's it's less offensive when they say it because you know they're saying it about themselves. So they'll say, "Oh, I'm just a you know I just work the counters." Oh, okay, you're one of the uh, customer service specialists. I'll give them a title. You know, I'll make sure that I recognize their level of importance to the company because you know they're they're going to be important to the sale for me. So that's going to lower their guard, you know, that people like to feel important and people are important. Not not only like to feel important, but people like to feel important and people are important. Um no matter what that no matter what position they occupy in the company um you know, if that position exists then there's a reason for that position exists and they're valuable and um yeah they're, they're valuable to the company so you you have to you have to treat every position with respect um 
And uh, don't assume, don't assume too, because I've, I've run into that with a lot of uh, salespeople where they will assume the owner is the decision maker or they will assume, um, they'll, they'll assume XYZ is the decision maker. You shouldn't assume without any, without somebody saying this person is this, that's the only time you um, assume or assume then verify. I guess that's the only time that you, assumptions okay. Assume then verify. You don't or you you want to say so. Um, it's a small. Let's say you call a business, small business, five people, and you you call and say so. I can assume that the owner is going to be the decision maker. Ask ask that question. Uh, if they they'll tell you yes, no. They'll tell you their perception on it. Uh, they'll maybe hesitate, and you said, oh, I, hear, "I hear some hesitation." So, can can you elaborate on why you hesitated? Like you you want to really ask as many questions as possible because the questions are going to lead to you positioning the product better. It's a complete waste of time to position a product to somebody that's not going to either uh, pitch it to the decision maker or is the decision maker. You know, if you're um, if you're pitching it to the secretary and to the um, to the, the the cleaning guy and even to the CEO, if they have no frame of reference on what you're talking about, it doesn't matter. You need to be uh, pitching it to the decision maker and the person that's going to introduce you to the decision maker at most. That's as far as, as you go. Everybody else should be getting just as much information as possible to get to one of those two people. So. Um, but again, the way you position the product is going to be based off of everybody's points of view within the company. So either way, yeah, discovering internal structure is probably one of the most overlooked and vital steps of, of, um, making a quality sale. And again, like I said before, a lot of people will just, or a lot of sales people will just call, Hey, is, uh, the owner there, you know, blah, blah, blah. And They'll they'll try to get to the decision maker too fast without kind of getting permission to get to the decision maker. Um, you want you want somebody, and I guess this is the best case scenario, and this is the what you're looking for. You want somebody to want to introduce you to the um, to the decision maker. Have you ever been you know again back to the party scenario where you 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 find somebody you you. Um, you, you talk to somebody and you're like, man, I want you to be my friend over here. Like you want to introduce them to your decision makers uh, for the company because because of the level of enthusiasm, because of the product, because of whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, that, and I don't know. I don't know if I ever. I don't know if we ever talked about. It. Either way, we'll go back to that. But um, you you want them to feel enthusiastic about it. So either way. Uh, I'm actually going to end this week's episode <laughs> a little bit early. Um, we've got some things that we're doing today. Uh, football starts at one o'clock for us. Go Hawks, uh, of course. So to wrap up this episode, uh, again, discovering the internal structure um, we're, is the second step of the business to business sales structure or sales uh, system. Um we identified today the different levels of employees uh, that are that uh, and how to kind of attack each level of employee. And we went over basically why it's important to know all of the employees and get get as much information and job duties as possible. 
Um, next week's episode is going to be um, qualifying for the business. This is this is the big step. This is the I think probably where you spend you know the majority of your time uh, at well and again, and again it depends on the it depends on the market and we'll talk about that a little bit later I may try to put up some visuals on Facebook because there's a couple of visuals that I've created to um, kind of coincide with that but so next week is going to be qualifying for the business um, I want to remind everybody to follow me on Twitter Facebook and Instagram subscribe to my channel on mixler.com I'm available on sound uh, SoundCloud and iTunes Download this episode on your smartphone through your uh, podcast app. Share this channel with your family, friends, colleagues. And if you'd like to suggest a topic for an upcoming episode, email me at sales60live at gmail.com. I want to thank everybody for listening. I guess today's going to be like a sales 50 because we're ending, ending about 10 minutes early. But um, yeah, thank you for listening and have a productive work week and happy selling.